Well, help me, Lord Jesus. The good book was right. What? The rapture is about to happen. Why? It's the end of the world. Why? It is 60 degrees in February in New York City. We need to get right with the Lord, Ellen. I let's start now. Well, okay. Uh, 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 do uh, first say you're a sinner. I'm a sinner. Uh huh. And uh, what but else? But I want to say it like this: like I'm a sinner. <laughs> Hi, honey. How are you? Oh, Lord. I mean, listen, we've all we've all committed sins. What's the biggest sin you committed this month? This month? Yeah. Oh, I'm still doing this show. That well, is a it's not just a sin, it's a crime. Uh, <laughs> well, hi everyone, and welcome to I Think Not the Podcast where this guy and me recap all of your favorite true crime TV shows. There's so many true crime TV shows. It's Kind of wild. Yeah, but let me tell you what we found over on our Patreon. We are covering Southern Fried Homicide. Yes. And we got in touch with the narrator. Yes. Her name is Shayna. She's a little Southern dumpling. And she is down for a good time. So if you join us on the Patreon, you're going to hear the narrator coming. I was just so, because on that show, she's like a host. That's the first time we've ever had a show where it was like, welcome. You know what I mean? (laughs) Welcome, foolish mortals. And I was like, look at how cute she is. And I found her on Instagram and I reached out and she's a part of the family now. Amazing. Well, I have some questions about her accent. I know. In the first episode, you'll see Joey come for her accent. She was a very good sport about it. But you can find all of those episodes and more over on our Patreon where we take your suggestions. We got a list. We vote on them. We might go back to some. What's been your favorite series, Joey? Oh, I mean, Pink Collar Crimes was so great, but it was one and done. So we didn't get no more of that. But I almost got away with it. I know. I do enjoy. Yeah. I really want to go back because when that other girl was here, we did See No Evil. Mm -hmm. I really want to go back to that with you because that's a well-made show. Yeah. I see evil often. Yeah. You you do? I'm in show business. (laughs) (laughs) Hopatooty, we got Got a loony. This is a show called Fatal Vows, and we are covering season two, episode six, Other Side of the Tracks. Jackie Rosser and Ed Postma share an instant sexual attraction. I don't know. I guess he had a little bit of a bad boy thing going on, and she's always been drawn to kind of a bad boy look. I guess they hit it off right away. Really right away. As in the first night. A hasty pregnancy seals the deal. You know, he wants to settle down, have a family, and do right in life. And that's what he was doing. But when this bad boy turns good, there are others waiting in the wings. She started getting bored with him. That's all I could ever think. Been arrested like a dozen times. If you wanted to fight, he was going to give it to you. No holds barred. Love may be blind and marriage bliss, but divorce is murder. Well, here we are back in the place where nothing bad ever happens and everyone is fine. Mm -hmm. We're in Tampa, Florida in the 80s. Because, of course, we are. Yeah. And we hear about Ed Postma, who grew up here in Tampa with his dad, Ren, and stepmom, Carla. Now, sadly, Ed's biological mother was no longer in the picture. 
But Carla, who is here, his stepmother, she stepped up to the plate and she is a, I'm trying to think of like what the most delicious dessert is. She's like honest, like, like, like penguins should be jealous of her cuteness. She is. Penguins are like, damn it, Carla. (laughs) We used to be the cutest things around. And then puffins are like, what? She's so cute. Yeah, she is very cute. And Carla married Ed's dad, Ren. And Carla had two boys of her own. So it was a blended family. And you know what? They were really happy. They were really happy. It was very sweet, which is hard to do in a blended family. That is not an easy thing to do. So Carla had two sons, Sean and Charles. Both are here, both Sean and he goes by Chuck. And they called each other brother. It's very sweet. Not like stepbrother. They didn't say like, this is my stepbrother. They were like, this is my brother. Yeah, and they that's like, what we do. step? Your family. Yeah. Ed loves his family. Hey, Georgia. And the ladies. Hey, Rosalie. Ed was supremely confident and cocky. You know, he'd have a girlfriend come to the house, and then probably a month later, you know, you wouldn't see her again. He would date off and on, but he really didn't get too terribly serious about anybody. Both of his brothers were like, you know what our brother loved? Uh-huh. The, the ladies. ladies. You know, that's right. You know what? We have that in common. Because I'm all about hunting. I love Fucking fishing and breasts. Very large breasts. I love nipple beasts. Is that a nipple and a breast? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Big old breasts. I love it. Yeah. See what I did there? Yeah, you, you convinced everybody listening that you are straight. That's okay. what you did here. But they said that he was cocky and he never really got serious with any women, which I'm like, that's fine. He was like a teenager. But he was either with ladies or fixing up cars. He was a tinkerer. Yeah. He's a, every day I'm tinkering. Yeah, but he was like really good at it. He could disassemble an engine, reassemble an engine. It's kind of hot. Yeah. He was a man. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And, um, you know, I, I know you don't know what it's like to be a man. You should try it. Uh-huh. Being a man, um, you know, I, I'm actually going to teach you how to. Great. I'm going to teach you how to be a man. Yeah. Uh, cue the music. Let's get down to business. To defeat the Hun. Yeah. So I'm going to teach you because I know it's hard for you with your female brain mm-hmm. to understand the concept of tinkering with mm-hmm. a car. We've discussed this before. Mm-hmm. What can I do to help you just have a man? My brain mind. is too small. Yeah. But you know, it's so funny because, you know, the bar for men, uh-huh. it's it's so low. High. It's it's to the ground. <laughs> and yet here you are in front of me behind that microphone with a shovel. You're going to take it one step further, aren't you? Let's get yeah. down to this. Could you imagine if I thought like that? Oh, my. I, I, well, man, mansplaining friends. is one of my, one of my favorite things in the world. After high school, at the age of 22, Ed enrolls in a trade school to become a professional mechanic. I want you to meet somebody. Which leads him to meet a girl unlike any he's met before. Hi, uh, I'm Jackie. Fast forward to Ed at 22 enrolling into a trade school to become a mechanic. Which, listen, honey, be something that will never make you unemployed. Be a mechanic. Be a plumber. Be a beatboxer. Everybody <laughs> everybody loves beatboxing. I can beatbox. Do it. Which brings me to my next point, which is few people do it well. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> 
<laughs> so Ed worked at a garage, and at that garage, he met the mechanic instructor's daughter, Jackie. Step daughter. Oh. And they hit it off immediately. And so stepbrother Sean says that, and these are Ed's exact words, mm-hmm. that the hook for him was those baby dope brown eyes. Oh. <laughs> Her, Her baby dope. <laughs> what are you saying? I'm Her- saying boobs. No, it's not boobs. Oh, okay. All right. Uh. It was the eyes. Okay. Whatever. They hit it off. They had chemistry. And that there's that thing, that, you know, that attraction, that magnetic thing. Yeah, it's called that, hormones. That great mystery of life, you know? And then we see, no lie, an actual picture of real life Jackie. And she is at Glamour Shots. Yeah. Do you remember Glamour Shots, though? Like, oh, yeah. remember how people would go there and they would just absolutely wreck your hair and your yeah, face? I had one. You did? Oh, yeah. I'll find it. Oh, yeah, I'll post it. Oh, please do. I love glamour shots. My cousin went and I saw her hair and I was like, it was was higher than the Chrysler building. And I was like, love your hair. Hope it wins. Yeah. That is some. I was so excited. Yeah. Well, down bitch sister Lori is here. And we will learn later that she is indeed a down bitch. And she said that Jackie liked the bad boys. And then Ed's brother, Sean, says, I guess they hit it off right away. Um, really, right away, as in the first night. Okay, Sean, we don't know if we're going to live to see a second date. That's what I said. Like, you, do you know the statistics are for being run over a car? Yeah. I, I don't, but... Being run over a car. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, life is short, and I... Smoke them if you got them. Yeah, uh, smoke them if you got them. Yeah. Um, I, life is short, and I'm not a priest. It ain't I, for me to judge. If you want to stick your magic wand in her chamber of secrets, you do it, Harry do Potter. It, you do it, Sean. <laughs> Come in here. I want you to meet somebody. I came home from work, and there was a baby there. And I went, okay, whose kid? Well, that's Jackie's. Mama Carla comes home, and Ed is like, hey, Mom, uh, this is the girl I've been seeing. And Mama Carla's like, cool, nice to meet you. Why is there an infant in my home? Yeah. And there was. And it was nine months old. And it was Jackie's. It sure yeah. was. And then Mama Carla goes, oh. Oh. Yeah. I never. That's not true. There was a point where I thought I might be a dad. Really? Yeah. But you know what? I Because I think that that's what I just was like, if I could have him, why wouldn't I? And yeah. now as a 40, now 43, a 43-year-old man, I'm like, yeah, I don't have the space, the time, or the desire because I don't want to share my life. Yeah, my free time. Every time we're on Facetime and Lola pops on, you're like, "Thanks, thanks for reminding me I made the right choice." What? <laughs> <laughs> this is really great of you. They guys. move fast. Just weeks after they meet, Jackie and her baby son move in with the Postmas. It was never, you know. Oh, this is my girlfriend and bringing her over. It was more like, this is my girlfriend. Here she is, and she's never going away. Just one day, she was there. (laughs) Well, it was like she spent the night and never left. (laughs) A few weeks after dating, Jackie's like, hey, do you mind if I come over for dinner and never leave? Yep. And also, my baby is here. Is that cool? And Mama Carla's like, okay. Yeah. It's a lot to ask people to take care of you and your baby. And here's the thing. She didn't have a job. Ed didn't have a job. The stepbrothers, Sean and Chuck, they didn't have a job. And she's like, enough with the jobless people. 
people. Yeah. We are barely scraping by. I'm so sorry, Jackie. I don't know. I empathize with your plight, but you can't live here. You yeah. have to go. And so she was mad about that. And so she had to, I mean, she ended up moving into her car, mm-hmm. but she parked the car across the street from Ed's parents' house. <laughs> and they were like, like hi. I'm fine. Just leave me in this Datsun. <laughs> this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> She's just across the street in the car with her baby. And Ed was annoyed, too. Yeah. Ed was like, this is fucking weird, bro. Yeah. I don't know what to say. Jackie is pregnant. She told Ed that he was the father. And this was right about the time that they had gotten together. I think he took it as, okay, we're well, not going to leave. We might as well try to make things work. You're going to be a great dad. So then one day, she wants to bring something over to Ed's house. So she marches over to Ed's house, and she's like, I have something I need to show you. I brought you a present, and it's a garden gnome. It's very cute, uh-huh. and they're very colorful, uh-huh. and they keep all the critters away. I'm kidding. It's a positive pregnancy test, and it's yours. Let's have another baby. Yeah. And here's the thing, okay? Remember, Ed's mom abandoned him, Mm -hmm. and he always wanted to be a dad. Was he necessarily ready to be a dad in that moment? No. But he's like, I'm not going to do to my kid what my mother did to me. Yeah. He He takes it really seriously. He's like, all right. We are doing this. We're doing this. No more girls. No more parties. I'm going to be a dad. We're going to do this. So we have psychotherapist here, Stacey Kaiser, and forensic psychologist Brian Russell to weigh in on this as if we're not qualified to judge these people. I was like, excuse me. We do this all day, every day. uh, Have you not heard? We are the Beavis and Butthead of the true crime world. I mean, thanks, Stacey and Brian, showing up with your degrees and shit. Yeah. But like, hi, we we have a... microphones. Yeah. Do you have religious trauma? Let's talk about that. Yeah. Do you have narcissistic trauma and a microphone? No, you don't, Stacy. <laughs> you know what you have? You have your mom and I hear she's got it going on and that's all I know of you. So Stacy says that Ed wanted to be a dad and he saw his future with Jackie. Yeah. And Brian speculates that perhaps Ed was trying to cope with his own maternal abandonment by creating a family for himself. And that's why he took Jackie and her baby in before Jackie was even pregnant. And you know what? I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes total sense. And after Brian says that, because Stacy went first, Stacy gives him this look like, oh, his was better than mine. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Dang it. His was better than mine. That was a really good one. Can I do it again? They're like, cut, rolling, <laughs> moving on. But this nuclear family is about to explode. After Jackie gives birth, to everyone's surprise, she and Ed put the baby up for adoption. They just weren't in a position where they could take care of another child. So Ed and Jackie have the baby. Yeah. And they make a very, very responsible decision that I admire. Yeah, they decide to put the baby up for adoption simply because they're like, we don't have the means Mm -hmm. to take care of it. And you know what? Let me tell you, for people of that age, that is a very grown-up decision. One that I'm sure is extremely difficult. A year into the relationship, Ed gets a job as a truck mechanic. Things are definitely looking up. He was an excellent mechanic and a great person and easy to get along with. No troubles whatsoever. Good job today, man. Appreciate that. 
You know, they relocated to Brandonton, Florida for this job. And Ed's family was like, you know what? It seemed like they really loved each other. They were super affectionate. They kind of fell back in love a little bit, which happens, you know, like they kind of... You know, the ebb and flow. They sort of rekindled. They couldn't keep their hands off each other. She was going to his work on his lunch break, and, you know, they were calling the Heavenly Father in the back of his car. Yeah. (laughs) Because remember what Ray said about him being a good worker? Of course, he didn't do this when he was uh, on the clock or anything like that. Also, can I just say? Yeah. Sex in a car, not fun. It's complicated. It's, you need dexterity. Yeah. You also, I mean, the the heavy breathing, I mean, like, the, the, the windows fog almost immediately. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I want to be comfortable. Yeah. I'm also a big dude. Uh-huh. I want to stretch my legs yeah. out. I want to be, I got a king-size helix mattress. Yeah. I want to be nestled in that. I don't want to be grasping for leverage on the fucking, you know, uh the wheel. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to do all that. Listen, we've all done some things in an emergency situation. I've done it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So it happens. In church. (laughs) You guys. Hallelujah. What's it to you? I never did it in church. Also, I've never done it in an airplane and I don't think I would want to. No, I have no desire. small and they stink. No. Yeah. I mean, just, that's basically just vacuumed poo-poo. (laughs) <laughs> it just vacuums down. Nothing sexy about vacuumed poo-poo. <laughs> when the baby was born, we counted out the months, and they had only been together maybe seven months at that point of time. But she kept saying the baby came early. And she kept Ed with that belief. He's wrong. He's probably just wrong. They do mistakes all the time. It's time for math. So Ed was looking through some stuff, and he's like, hey, honey, real quick, (laughs) you know that human being you pushed out of your vagina? You told me that baby came early. And this paper here says that the baby was full term. Let's do some math. Yeah, this was a letter from the hospital saying, "Uh, hello, hope all is well. By the way, this baby was fully baked. Baked to perfection. And they had only been together for seven months. Yeah. Now, listen, you can come from different places all over the world. You can speak a different language. You can have different religions. You can have different colors of your skin. But no matter who you are, what your sexual orientation is, what you do in life, math is always the same. You can't change you, math. Math is the same wherever No matter where you are and who you are, math will always be the same. And so he's like, so nine minus seven equals two. So who's this baby's daddy? Yeah. And and let me tell you something. Jackie was like, I ain't changing this story. Yeah. She said it is premature. And you know what? They get that shit. They mess it up all all the the time. time. Do they? Yeah. Yeah. They mess it up. And you know what? Ed is like, I'm not going to tug at this thread too hard. Yeah. And he didn't, because after five years, they got married. Yeah, and this reenactment is really tremendous. This wedding reenactment Jackie is wearing a a white maxi dress from Old Navy. Uh There's four folding chairs and two dudes wearing wrinkled shirts sitting in them. This shit is top tier. (laughs) Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Jackie's family was invited to the wedding, but not Ed's. Now, we don't see Jackie's family because um, extras weren't in the budget. Uh Those two guys that were sitting there before, one was the sound guy and one was the Grubhub delivery guy. And they're like, can you come sit down just for like five minutes? (laughs) We just want to get this shot. 
it turns out Ed just didn't tell his family. Yeah, and so Ed calls him the next day and goes, "Guess what? Yeah. I'm married now." And they yeah. were like, "Okay, yeah. it would have. We would have liked to have come." Yeah. This is a red flag for me. It makes me wonder, is Ed's family not supporting this relationship? Do they not like Jackie? What's going on here that they wouldn't come to their son's wedding? So the smart people are back. And mm-hmm. Stacy is like, I mean, there's just red flags everywhere. I was like, St- say, are you a, you're a doctor? <laughs> yeah, I, I can see red flags, Stacy. And I'm, I, am a, I have a doctorate in trauma and bad relationships. And so they said, like, the family just, like, didn't like Jackie. Did you just get here, Stacy? Yeah. Also, in-laws are a complication. Sure. That we are not prepared for enough. Mm-hmm. And then Brian was like, it would have been nice for both families to support them. And Stacy's mad at that answer, too. <laughs> Stacy's like, I- can I go second next? Because he keeps getting the good ones. So Ed just decides to focus on work at this point, right? He's there all day, all night. And Jackie... You know, Jackie's not getting the attention that she once was, and she didn't like that. Yeah. She would call him at work, and Ed would be like, babe, you can't you can't call me here. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm fucking bored. Yeah. And so Jackie was home alone a lot for months. Like, Ed was working 12, 15-hour days. And rumor had it that Jackie got lonely yeah. and had some afternoon daytime visitors. Yeah, one guy went to Ed, which I thought this was very fucking weird. Like a friend of Ed's or a co-worker of Ed's or something like that stopped by their house and Jackie answered the door in lingerie. Mm -hmm. And according to him, telling Ed, he's like, yeah, she invited me in and we swapped some gravy. Yeah. And and Ed asked her about it and she's like, that didn't fucking happen. Yeah. And he's like, all right, cool. That's good enough for me. Yeah. But then- there was also maybe the landlord she yeah. was sleeping with. There she was, a was busy. a lot of rumors. Yeah. yeah. And rumor. Hey, listen, it could have just been rumors. And Ed was confused. <laughs> Thank you. And Ed was confused. But every time he thought about leaving, he thought about his stepson. He thought about this son that he promised to raise. And again, was like, I'm not going to do to him what my mom did to me. I made a promise. I made a commitment. I'm I'm staying. I married her, and I'm staying with this kid. Yeah, he didn't want to break up the family that he created. In 1998, three years after the wedding, Ed is given another reason to stay. Jackie's pregnant. Again. He was excited. He really was. So that brings us to 1998, three years after they got married, and Jackie is pregnant. And Ed... Ed is very excited. Yeah. He is excited. And and Dad Rem and stepmom Carla started coming around more. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was their first grandkid. They yeah. were very excited about it. Yeah. And Grandma Carla is out buying diapers yeah. and cute outfits. And down bitch sister Lori says that Jackie loved being pregnant. She loved babies. And everyone was super excited. And they welcomed a little baby girl. Now, if there was a- any question at all about whether this was actually Ed's child, Mm -hmm. it was answered very quickly. Because apparently, according to Mama Carla, she's like, this baby came out the spitting image of Ed's biological mother. She's like, it was crazy how much she looked like Babies often look like their dads at birth. Really? That is the truth. Yeah. Well, in the animal... Well, this baby looked like the biological mother, though. I know, but she looked like... I mean, and and Ed. Yeah. I mean, Ed looked like her mother, you know. But baby, you know that uh, the same in the animal kingdom, so that the dad knows it's 
his because if like a a dad in the animal kingdom feels for a moment that that's not his kid, he will eat it like in like a lion will eat it. Uh huh. The young. But how do they know what they look like? They don't have mirrors in the jungle. No, but like they, if they have an inkling that a baby isn't theirs, they will eat their young. I'm having an inkling. <laughs> Is that an inkling? I'm having an inkling. Eat it. Eat that baby. Like it. And he's like, I just can't wait to be king. Everybody look left. Wow. Everybody look right. Oh, God. Not yet. By the year 2000, Ed and Jackie are ready to move their growing family into a bigger place. They find a house in a subdivision called Fresh Meadows. But it's more than Ed can afford. He lived from week to week, really. He never borrowed from me, but I know he borrowed from some of uh, my mechanics. He said, we got to have some money. We can't save enough money to put a down payment on a home. So Ed was a good dad. They were happy. And then by the year 2000, the family had outgrown their home and they needed a bigger place. And so they find a house in a place called Fresh Meadows, which is also Ellen's Tinder username. And the <laughs> house is... <laughs> it's more I than... don't use Tinder. <laughs> and so the house, sadly, is more than they can afford. Yeah, they were living paycheck to paycheck, but they really, really wanted to make it work. So Jackie borrows some money from her uncle and comes home with like a big fat check one day and is like, we're going to have to pay this back. I never understand, like when you're living paycheck to paycheck and it's like, when are you going to pay that back? Yeah. It's a, it's you a know, lot I haven't money. I haven't lived paycheck to paycheck in a very, very long time, but the amount of stress that I remember feeling over oh, it. Oh, when you're but, nickel and diming oh, at man. the end of a month to get a Subway sandwich. Yeah, we've all done it. But I've never had like a husband or kids or a yeah. mortgage or rent. I, I, well, that's not true. But I never had like, I didn't have a car. No, I didn't have all those things that I was worrying about when I was trying to make yeah, it paycheck sure. to paycheck. That's a, that's a lot. But they were excited. They were going to have a backyard a and a garage. And it was really, really cute. And then Ray, the boss, is like, yeah, but she wasn't a very good housekeeper. Well, listen. Okay. So, let yeah. Ed Ed worked a lot of hours, and she was a stay-at-home mom, and that is a real job. That mm-hmm. is a full-time job. She just wasn't very good at it. <laughs> yeah, we all have our gifts. And so he was like, this place was a mess. Now, let me tell you what this set decorator did on this shoot. Uh-huh. He took the Sunday paper, and he just threw it all around <laughs> the room. He was like, they keep up with current events. Throw the papers. Throw it. You know who hates you? Oh. Every set designer from every show we've covered. I know. <gasps> you let nothing find, go by. I know. You know what, though? Like, but I've always been like that. I've always, like, noticed shit like that. Like, in a movie, if continuity oh, is off. Oh, I know. But you know I'm who like, the worst oh, offender was? I'm like, oh, her barrette moved. Yeah. That's not where her barrette oh, was. Oh, absolutely. Who, who's the worst offender? What show have we covered that was the worst offender? In terms of, like, sets and stuff? Yes. I almost got away with that. Every, Every single yeah. time. I'm like, y'all didn't even try to cover no. up that this apartment from this episode is the same apartment you're yeah. using. Y'all don't give two fiddlers fuck about it. Yeah, exactly. No, but I've always noticed shit like that. Like my, it's just like my brain. I just, I'm like, boop, where's that come from? You I know? know. You are very observant. I mean, it's, no, I mean, it's because like, like I'm, I'm not paying attention to what's going on. And I'm like, why is her shoe falling off her foot? Oh. You know what I mean? Well, we both laser focus on weird things. But you know in a movie when like the continuity is oh, off? And you're like, oh, that necklace was on the inside and now it's on the outside. Yep. yep. 
So Ed and Jackie started to fight more. And one weekend, Ed and Jackie fought so bad that Ed was like, I'm sick of this shit. I'm grabbing the kids and we're going to go to my parents' house and spend the weekend there. And they let him stay. And and he was like, I'm kind of sick of Jackie shit. Right. But then some time passed and his brother Sean needed a place to move in temporarily. And of course, he was like, you're my brother. Of course, no problem. So Sean, his girlfriend, and their kids all move into Ed and Jackie's place. Small little house. Let me tell you something. It's a nice, oh boy, what? You can't stay here. (laughs) What if I needed a place to stay? We gonna call. We gonna find the local Y, and we're gonna get you a lovely. <laughs> we're gonna singlet. go to w, w, w <laughs> dot Airbnb. Type it in. A A I R B N. Yeah, B N. Listen to me. You can come stay with me for a few days. We're gonna figure it out. But you ain't moving in here. You get a toothbrush, two pairs of panties, and maybe a can of soup. Everything else stays in your car because otherwise you get too comfortable, okay? <laughs> no, it is. It was close quarters. And Sean and Jackie were fighting. And Ed is like, you all, I have been working all day. 60 hours a week. Yeah, and he's like, you guys are all sitting here fighting. I'm taking the remote. No TV for yeah. anyone. You are not watching TGIF. Yeah, oh, well, it's Friday night and the mood is right. Gonna have some fun, show you how it's done, T-G-I-F. That was my favorite night of the week. I know. Urkel. uh, Yeah, of course, Urkel, Perfect Strangers. All the while, Jackie makes frequent trips to visit her mother, who lives 80 miles away, and suffers from Parkinson's disease. So she was up there like every weekend or every other weekend, almost all the time. Almost all the time she was up there. At least, that's what Jackie claims. Her cell phone statements show repeated calls to a mysterious number, stoking Ed's old suspicions. Now, Jackie starts making a lot of trips because her mother, her elderly mother, who lives 80 miles away, is suffering from Parkinson's. And so almost every weekend or every other weekend, Jackie is going to see her. So Ed, again is left at home and he's paying the bills and he's like, what is this repeated number over and over again on this bill? He was like, I wonder if Jackie's playing the horizontal hallelujah, what's it to (laughs) you? You can make anything. (laughs) You can can make anything a sex My mother's going to kill me because she loves hallelujah, what's it to you? And we have perverted it. The horizontal hallelujah was to you. We're talking about sex, Mom. This is sacrilegious. It's like, podcast it's like now. you know, Joey Tribbiani always says you can make anything sound sexy. Grandma's chicken <laughs> salad. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's funny. Yeah, yeah. He had become quite suspicious, and well, guess what? He, he had right. reason to be. He yeah. was right. Jackie was seeing thirty-five-year-old truck driver. Michael Cordes, and we are told Michael is hot, and also she has a criminal history. Yeah. Auto theft and forgery. Why do people forge? I don't know. Also, why do people think they're going to write bad checks and it ain't going to catch up with him? I know. No. It's going to, I promise you, if you write a bad check, when's the last time you even wrote a check? Whenever someone says that, so like in the past, like someone has said, oh, you need to write a check. I'm like, who has checks? I had to. I ha- I only keep them because I have to send in like if I'm doing a new gig and I have to send in a voided check yeah. for like you know direct deposit. Yeah. But I'm like, just give them your just give them your bank details. I have not had checks for over ten years. Is the point? Oh, so Michael was a hot, horrible criminal. 
to which I say, um, how tall is he? <laughs> you're done and so they were also like they weren't really hiding what they were doing they were openly affectionate they didn't really care and ed really just took this time to become more focused on work and he like sort of withdrew emotionally he didn't really talk about it and uh, but like not only that like they didn't hide it but like they were like calling each other boyfriend and girlfriend and holding hands places you know here's the thing if you don't talk about your feelings, if you don't process your feelings, they're going to find a way to escape. Yeah. So, you know. Ed kept it inside. Don't cry out loud. Just keep it inside. Learn how to hide your feelings. Fly high and proud. And if you should fall. Remember you almost had it all. Honestly, what terrible advice. Melissa Manchester was really out there telling people just don't talk yeah, about your feelings. Just that don't is terrible. Talk, yeah, Melissa Manchester is is honestly responsible for most of our trauma in the 80s. We should send her our better help bills. Also, do yourselves a favor and look up Melissa Manchester singing that song on the Muppets while there's these weird Harlequin clowns doing the Harlequin clown the high the high yep. and they're doing the tightrope walk across and I'm like that is what how I know that song the fuck is happening is that really as his anger simmers Jackie leaves with the children for a couple of days to take care of her ailing mother her Parkinson's was starting to get worse and worse and worse and she had to have surgery so my sister came up and took care of her because she didn't work the rest of us did. She had freedom to do whatever she wanted. So in August of 2000, Jackie takes her kids to her mom's. She needed to go for a couple of days because her mom was having surgery for Parkinson's. So Ed was lonely, and he called his parents, and he's like, Hey, Jackie's out of town. The kids aren't here. Do you want to come over and play games? And his parents are like, of course. Yeah, they get there, and they walk in. Yeah. And they're like, why does it look like a mule's ass done exploded in this living room? Yeah. It smells. It's disgusting. There's nothing clean here. This is a brand new house. And Mama Carla was like, how could you treat this brand new house like this? Yeah. And he is depressed. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that that does happen. I mean, yeah, of course. There, there's a woman on TikTok who cleans people's homes for free. And a lot of people are like suffering from, you know, massive, massive bouts of depression. Yeah. It's, it's a real thing. So... Jackie is at her mom's for a couple days. A couple days go by, turns into a week, turns into a couple weeks. And Jackie's like, yeah, my mom's surgery got postponed, so I'm just going to chill with the kids here. And Mama Carla's like, um, something's going on. These kids have school. She They've can't been just, out of school for a month. Yeah, she can't just go to her mom's and not come back. And, and yeah, Mama Carla was like, I was born at night, but it wasn't last night, and something's up. But here's the thing. Ed is committed. He's like, I'm going to make this work, and I'm going to wait it out. He's not letting go of his family. And that brings us to August 19th, 2000. And the narrator says that Ed got called out on a mysterious errand. I just wrote, what is yeah, that? I don't we'll know. find out. But he had to go out to duet Florida, which is like one of those just like pass by places. You drive by, there's one gas station. It's really, really remote. 
Yeah. And it was late at night. It was like midnight. And he just like heads out. Early the next morning, a woman stops at the Oasis to change her baby's diaper. She stumbles onto something horrific. It's, it was particularly cold-blooded and, and gruesome. So we're going to fast forward to the next morning. A young mother had stopped at this gas station to change her baby's diaper. Yuck. <laughs> and she finds Ed, and Ed is deceased yeah. in the parking lot. And it was it was a gruesome scene. Really, really bad. And then that Monday morning, the police stopped by Ed's parents' house. I just can't imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine having, like, a normal... Monday morning and the police knock on your door and say, I'm so sorry to tell you this, but your son has been murdered. Mm-hmm. And you know what was interesting is Mama Carla was so chipper through this episode yeah. talking about this story. And she's retelling this morning and she's just, you can see she's reliving it of all. Of course. It's, it's so, it's it's just so sad. And um, he had been shot four times and his throat had been cut. Yeah. And so they were like, it seemed like a crime of passion, obviously. And so the detectives are questioning everyone. They start with Jackie, of course. Then they were like, could, who, who should we talk to? And they said, I mean, are you having an affair? These, you know, just tell us. And she's like, no, no, I'm not having an affair. You know what? You know what just came to me? You know who you should talk to? You should talk to his brother, Sean. They fight so much. Oh, yeah. No, you know what? Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, they fist fight. Yep, that's what they do. They fist fight. Yeah, go talk to Sean. Definitely check in with Sean. And Sean was like, we have never fought a day in our life. We never fist fist fought. We, we, We have never thrown a punch like I don't know what she's talking about and and Sean was like I really don't think the cops were buying that story and so the cops are interviewing everyone because that's standard they ask everyone in the family and no one knows who would want to do this to Ed Ed nobody had a bad thing to say about Ed Ed kept his nose down and he worked 60 fucking hours a week to provide for his family yeah the big mystery is here not just who would want to hurt Ed what the fuck was Ed doing in duet in the middle of the night? Right. Why was he there? Yeah. If that were you or me, they'd be like, honestly, we have too many. We yeah. have too many uh, how options. How much time you got? Yeah. We have too many <laughs> options of who it could be. Okay, let's start. Should we you start in the middle? Start at 42. Yeah. Everyone turn their page to, to page yes. 42. Cousin Plukey, cousin Stacy, cousin <laughs> Kim, cousin Becky, all the cousins. A week after he's found at the Oasis gas station, Ed's family lays him to rest. It was a nice funeral. They had a lot of people there. A lot of people, a lot of his friends, a lot of, uh, a lot of the drivers. I don't think there was a dry eye, dry eye in the house, you know. Jackie is especially distraught. A week later is the funeral, and Jackie is sobbing, and she's holding her brother's hands, and everyone was distraught. Everyone was there. Lots of people loved him. So then, after the really, you know, sad funeral, obviously, Jackie tells everyone that she's pregnant. This is baby number three, and she's got no job. There's no income. She she didn't work. Mm-hmm. And she dropped out of high school when she was 16. She doesn't have a diploma. She didn't go back and get her GED. So finding a job was going to be very challenging for her anyway, a job that would pay to provide for her whole family. And so, of course, people are like, let's rally around her. We're going to take care of her. And Jackie's like so upset she can't get out of bed. And it turns out that Ed did have a $50,000 employee life insurance policy through his job. So Jackie had been trying to get in touch with Ed's boss about when can I get this money? And he's like, I'm, I'm sorry, it's an insurance claim. It's going to take time to process. 
but I'll tell you what I will do for you. I will put a jar out yep. at my store. And, you know, listen, truck drivers, they don't make a lot of money, uh, but they're generous and they take care of their own. And when people come through, everyone will drop $20 here, $10 there, and we'll try and get you some grocery money and some money to tide you over until that insurance claim comes through. Yeah. Which I thought was so sweet. It's lovely. Yeah. And, I mean, she was going around collecting that money three times a week. Oh, yeah. She was like, where's that jar? Can I have that jar? Yeah. And then Jackie created, like, these little blue remembrance ribbons for Ed. And she was telling everybody, I am not going to rest until Ed's murder is solved. She was working hard to figure it out. Five weeks after the murder, detectives call Jackie down to the station for another round of questioning. To her surprise, they've learned a thing or two since the murder. Well, then Jackie gets brought in for questioning again. Yeah, and they were like, hey, how are you? I love that blue ribbon. Um, What is that, cerulean? (laughs) Really nice. Listen, we know about the affair with Mike Gall, so spill it. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. They're like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Here's this mountain of proof that we have. And she's like, fuck. Yeah, it's been going on for a year. And they're like, oh, Michael, Mikey, we know him. Yeah. We've seen him in here a couple times. He has a rap sheet. And so finally she admitted it. And she's like, so what was with that like weird errand that he had to run that night? And remember at this point, she's been in there for hours and she cracks. Yeah. And she's like, all right. I called him that night and said that I was stranded and that I had a broken down car is that what it was ran out of gas yeah Yeah. and I need you to come and get me and he was like wait how did you get I'm coming just stay be safe I'm coming and so of course Ed was gonna go and grab her that's the kind of man he was and so then she was like what I thought was gonna happen well she wasn't actually broken down no I know I mean I think they knew that okay I just wanted to say it yeah okay I wanted to mansplain it oh that's so sweet Hey, ladies, did you guys get the nuance? Say it again for them. She wasn't being entirely forthcoming because her car hadn't broken right. down. Also, add a recipe at the end because they're all going to cook a dinner tonight and they're going to keep their man's meal warm. Oh, Shut it. the fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> Jackie was like, okay, this is really what happened. Right. I did call Ed because Michael needed to tell Ed that I didn't love Ed anymore. I loved Michael. I was going to be with him. They were just going to have a, a sweet gentleman's conversation at midnight at a deserted gas station. Why is that so weird? Also, they were going to beat him up a little bit. Right. They wanted to to drive the point home. Uh, they were going to beat him up because that's right. After having a conversation about what your plans are, punching someone in the face is the best way to make sure that they you drive the point home. Right. That's Great thinking. So Ed arrives, no Jackie, but he is confronted by Jackie's boyfriend, Michael, with a gun. And that's when it dawned on Ed, fuck, I I have been tricked. I have been tricked. Yeah. Ed charged cords, um, yelled, you dumb son of a b-, and went after him. That was Ed. I mean, if you wanted to fight, he was going to give it to you. No holds barred. Ed's stepbrother, Sean, is here, and he's like, let me tell you something about Ed. Ed was not about to back down from a fight with anybody. If somebody threatened him or went after him, he was going to fucking fight him. And the thing about Ed 
is Ed was a strong guy. Mm-hmm. Ed had been in lots of fights and Ed could carry himself. He was a big dude. And so he charges Michael, who's got the gun, and Michael shoots him. Yeah, and she was like, that's not what I wanted. I just wanted him to beat him up a little bit, not killed. But it turns out Michael was not the only person there. Yeah, no, he had an accomplice. And there was a man by the name of Todd Martin there, and it was a man that Michael had met in prison. Now, there was indeed no evidence that Jackie was involved beyond the setting up or knowing Michael. So the cops were like, this is what I want you to do. I want you to call Ed's parents and tell him what the fuck happened. And she's like, I'm I'm good. And they're like, no, 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 no. If you know what's best for you, you will get on the phone and call them and explain what you did because if it comes from us, it's going to be even worse. Yeah. You need to fess up to what you did. So she tells Mama Carla, she's like, "It look, I didn't mean for this to happen. And Mama Carla is like, why would you want someone to beat him up? And she's like, I, I have a reason. And the reason is he was abusive. Yeah, he was abusive. He abused me. He was abusive. He abused me. Yep. And Mama Carla was like, You ain't got no sense. Yeah. Go and fuck yourself. At the very end, Jackie had the gall to say to stepmom Carla, just please don't hate me. That's when stepmom hung up and said, go and fuck yourself. Yeah. Click. And she was like, I hung up on her and that was the last time I ever spoke to her. Yeah. Meanwhile, Michael Cordes continues to proclaim his innocence. He acknowledged the affair. He acknowledged having gone to Winter Haven in his truck. Yes, we went out there. I went out there with Todd Martin. Uh, I I passed out in my truck. Whatever happened, Todd Martin did. So then they brought in Michael for questioning, and Michael was like, oh, yes, I, yep, I'm just, I'm ticking into the memory. Yes, I was there with Todd, but do you know what happened? I, I am the silliest goose. I fell asleep in the car, and I was exhausted. Um, Todd killed Ed, not me. I was exa- I was exhausted from um, fucking that guy's wife all the time. Yeah. I was so tired. So, yeah, it wasn't me. I was there, but I was sleeping. Yeah. Todd killed him. Yeah, sorry. I was, you know, I was really just exhausted. Yeah. And Todd Martin was like, yeah, I thought we were just going to, like, rough this guy up a little bit. It wasn't until Ed got there and then Michael pulled out a gun that I was like, Oh, I have been. Yeah. I have been tricked. And he's like, I knew in that moment that the intention was always for Jackie and Michael to kill Ed. Right. And then Michael turned the gun on me and said, I'm not going to be the only person who's getting my hands dirty here. Grab that knife and slit his throat. And he's like, I'm not going to do that. He's like, I will shoot you and kill you. You're going to do it. And he's like, so I did it because I had to. And I was afraid for my life. Right. And Jackie, her story is about to fall apart. Two of her friends contact the cops and say she came to them with a killer proposition. She had tried to hire some other people to murder him. Instead of her and her boyfriend doing it themselves, they tried to hire someone. Let's go to plan B. But the would-be killers turn her down. So then not only that, two of Jackie's friends are like, oh shit, did Ed die? And like they're like, okay, well, now is as good a time as any, but yet. Jackie tried to hire us to kill Ed. Two weeks before he was murdered. $6,000. 
And we said no, of course, because murder is wrong and awful. Um, But I hope that helps you. Also, Jackie, do not subscribe to a life of crime because you are terrible at it. So bad at it. So fucking stupid. So now the cops are like, oh, shit, we have what we need to Mm -hmm. arrest her. And they did. Because it it was premeditated. They're like, okay, this was the plan the whole time. They arrested Jackie and charged her with first degree murder. Now, that left Ed's parents absolutely shocked. Yeah. Because Mama Carla was like, I knew she was a twat. Yeah. But I never in a million years thought that she was capable of something like this. And if it was for that $50,000. Yeah, of course that's what it was for. Do you know how far $50,000 can get you? Not that far. Now remember, Jackie's arrested and she's pregnant and she's in jail and she gives birth to a little boy in jail. Now, down bitch sister Lori comes, scoops up that baby and takes Jackie's other kids. Yeah. That is a lot. And poor Grandma Carla is like, I mean, maybe that's Ed's baby. Like, And if it wasn't Ed's baby, it would be even more impetus for her to have Ed removed from the picture because, I mean, for the obvious reasons. But they did have a DNA test done, and it was Ed's baby. Yeah. And the postmas have conflicting feelings because they were like, he can't be here to raise this baby. He's not here, and it's just all it's so terrible. Sad. It's absolutely terrible. Ten months after the murder, Todd Martin pleads guilty to being an accessory to murder. He gets 12 years in exchange for testifying against Jackie and Michael. Separate trials for Jackie and Michael begin later that July. The police had a flurry of phone calls between her and Michael Cortez before the murder and immediately after the murder. In June of 2001, Todd Martin pleads guilty to accessory and gets 12 years Mm -hmm. in exchange for his testimony. Yeah. Then later in July, there are two separate trials for both Jackie and Michael. And, you know, there was a ton of calls recorded between Jackie and Michael right before the murder and after. You all need to go to criminal school. You guys are idiots. But also, obviously, the, the nail in the coffin for Jackie was the fact that these two people were like, this dumb asshole tried to hire us to murder her husband. Yeah, exactly. If she divorced Ed... She was not going to get that $50,000. Mm-hmm. But if he died, she would. $50,000? Yeah. What it's, the fuck? It's awful. So Jackie gets life in prison for second-degree murder. And Mama Carla was so sweet. She's like, I hope she repents. And then Brother Sean was like, she is the most vile, disgusting yep. piece of shit, shit, pod, curd, licking, boop. But Keep now, going. Just say words. Yeah, but that's what he, but Mama Carla. Cole licking, pot slipping, gate jumping, uh, roof hopping. Crud, butt licking, <laughs> munching, pile out, cow pie. All of those things that she is. You know, I say this constantly. I'm like, I just cannot put my head inside the mind of a, a murderer. I know. I just, I, what? Well, hold on to your butts oh, because yeah, this, this is, is crazy. Up, because the gun was never found. The jury just can't prove Michael's guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. Cordes gets seven years for violating his parole on an unrelated charge. So they can't find a murder weapon, so they can't tie the murder to Michael. Yeah. And Michael stuck with his story. Right. Which was, I was asleep, 
And homeboy Todd was the one who killed him. So the best they could do yep. was seven years in prison for, for violating his parole, parole. for from having a gun could from his forgery charge. You imagine. And the, the thing is, is Mama Carlo was here and she's like, when that verdict was read, I mean, none of us moved. Just that. Nobody was, left the courtroom. The, not even the jury. Everybody just sat there stunned. Yeah. Just so disheartening. So infuriating. Yeah. Just no justice, no justice yeah. for that poor family, and it, that that was just that was wildly unfair. And it's yeah, Todd Martin was released from prison in 2010, oh. and that four day trial was broadcast on Court TV, and the ratings were so high on Court TV. Because that was like the beginning of Court TV that they rebroadcast it. I have looked everywhere on the internet for it. So if anyone finds it, please let me know. Yeah. And I just, I feel so bad for that family because just that one guy serving a couple years in prison and Jackie is in prison. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like that was like not enough justice for that sweet family and for what seemed like a very sweet man and dad say something funny. My mama's coming this weekend. Mm-hmm. Should I get her a shirt made that says horizontal hallelujah was it to you? Joey, what does that mean? <laughs> you don't want to know, Mom. <laughs> oh, man. We love that family. Oh, don't you just want to squeeze Grandma Carla? It's, she is. She such, was so sweet. Oh actually, I, I actually wish we could. We should try to get in touch with her. I would love to. She is a really. She's she's a really precious flower. I I liked this show. I thought it was like a well done show. It was done. It was actually. It was. It was very thorough. Yeah. And I I liked. I mean that the, that old navy wedding dress was was a, a piece of tragicness. They're doing the best they can with I what know. the Lord gave them. <laughs> I will say, like having those two psychotherapists who just like popped in and sort of assessed a little bit. I liked what they had to say. Yeah. Well, Brian more than Stacy, and Stacy knew it. Stacy's going to be better next time. She's going to come up more prepared. But we loved that show. We hope you did too, Down Bitches. And we love you so much. Thank you for being a friend. Please find us on social media. You can find us on our Facebook group. We are in there all the time. Mostly people just make fun of us, but you can find it at the Facebook. I don't know. Got it. Put an I think not or something like that. And then you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at I Think Not Pod. Where can they find you, Joey? Well, you can find me on the TikTok at It's Joey Taranto as well as It's Joey Taranto on Instagram. Yeah, and we're there. And uh, and you can find me at Ellen Marsh on all platforms. Don't forget, I spell my name with a Y. And join us on the Patreon if you haven't. We really do have a, a good time over there. If you're taking a long trip or you got some drawers to organize and you just want some um, there's like over a hundred episodes ready for you to download and binge. And we can just hang out in your ears all day. Now that I say that out loud, that doesn't really sound like that much fun. That sounds sounds like a blessing to me. <laughs> we love you so we do so love you. much. Please head on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review and tell us why you love us, and Joey will read them. I will. I love you, Joey. I love you too, Yellen Marsh. We and love I love you. all you DBs. We love you so much. We'll see you soon. See you soon. Love Bye. you. Hey, guys. It's me. <laughs> I'm a fucking <laughs> sinner. You know what? I've done some bad things, and I'm not sorry. <laughs> 
Because you said we're all sinners. <laughs> oh, so I was are made. you mad at me, God? <laughs> I was made in Jesus' image. <laughs> well, hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I Wait, think eh? not. Should we try and say that together? Okay, I'm sorry, and right? the podcast. Obsessed ah. with dis. Uh, no. no, we changed the name. Okay, okay. the podcast. Ellen and Joe. <laughs> the nipples they are the eyes off. of the face. <laughs> Wayne Zelwitzki. I just said okay. Ray. And his boss, Wayne Zelwitzki. What? Ray. 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 Ray's. I think I spell checked that wrong. Way Zelwitzki. <laughs> Way Zelwitzki. <laughs> it's getting worse. What? You are not even near this man's name. Luis, the secret weapon. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> his name is fucking Ray. Who cares what his last name is? He's inconsequential to the story. He was just his boss. Well, okay. He says he was a good worker. Okay. Thank you. Okay, that, that really went somewhere. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Flush the toilet every one minute so they think someone's in here and having a hard time. Just, oh, God, Brandon, you're so sexy. I just wanted to do this. <laughs> oh, my God, you just are so, you make me feel so sexy. I just, I've always wanted to do, oh, God, this is a. <laughs> no, that's a, such a no from me. She's an angry feminist. Those feminists. Little Missy, you are an angry feminist. You are them Lebanese. <laughs> I'm beatboxing. You are not beatboxing. You are inhaling and exhaling very percussively. <laughs> <laughs>